Hello everyone, happy Friday and welcome to another Fried Friday episode on Talking with Cannabis. I haven't done the intro in a really long time, so this feels really weird. <laughs> this is something to clap about. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm rolling off a CBD cigarette and two cups of coffee, so let's get into this. So we're going to start with spin the wheel. Yep. Um... And pretty much this is how you play. These are your options for today. We have bong hits and we have edibles. <laughs> the edibles for today are by TKO. Whoa. And they're cannabis infused rice crispy treats and they're really good. Their website is tkoproducts.com if you want to learn a little more about them. But yeah. Yeah. And I would read the back if I were you if you have any allergies because I didn't know that these had coconut oil in it and I've been eating the fuck out of these and I'm allergic to coconut. Uh, which might explain why I've been so itchy, but that's okay. That's the only side effect I get from coconut, so I'm alright. Are you okay though? Yeah, I'm fine. So we have two different flavors. We have espresso, <laughs> which is 10.43 milligrams of THC. And is that greater than or less than two? I need to go back to third grade. Um, Me too. Greater than two? Okay, and we also have greater than two milligrams of CBD. They don't give you an exact amount. Um, but you get 10... No, no, no. But you get 10 uh, Rice Krispie Treats in each baggie. We also have another bag, which is Cocoa Peanut Butter uh, Krispies. Um, I think I prefer the espresso ones. They're a little bit stronger. Um, the peanut butter ones have... 10 milligrams of THC and zero CBD. So it kind of just depends on what you're looking for. Um, I didn't get these off the website. I got these from a uh, delivery service <clears throat> um, on 710. So it was less than two. Okay, less than two, my bad. Less than two of CBD in the espresso flavor. So are they ready to play? Yep. So if you have some edibles, grab those and have them just set aside and then grab whatever you're going to be smoking out of and put it aside. And if you don't have edibles and you just have like flour or wax, that'll work too. But you know, play along if you can. You play with water if you want. I really don't care. <laughs> One, two, three, stay that wheel! <laughs> You look really stoned. Did you smell? A little bit. Your eyes are so red. <laughs> like, you look so high. Alright. You guys ready to spin that mother freaking wheel? Was that an important phone call? Heck no. Okay. 
I don't get important phone calls. Uh, I didn't know if it was your friend or something. Okay, so, go ahead, baby. Alright, let's spin the wheel. I'm trying to just get some of this tree in the grinder to get a head start. In case it lands on ball. Right, because I didn't have like anything grinded up. <laughs> Got some purple nugs in there. Let's see. Edible. <clears throat> well, you already know which one I'm going to eat. Which one are you going to <laughs> The espresso. That's my favorite. I definitely prefer it over the chocolate peanut butter. And I thought I was going to prefer the chocolate peanut butter. I literally saved these last two Rice Krispie treats for this occasion. I can't believe how long these edibles have lasted me, though. Because I got these on 710, right? Honey? Oh, I, I'm assuming I did. Mmm. This tastes so good. Mm, mm, mm. How is it? Boom. Exquisite. Did you get the ASMR? Did you crush it so they could hear the Rice Krispie? Uh huh. Oh, oh. You heard that bite, y'all? That crunch? I'm definitely going to need a, I'm going <clears> to <throat> drill after this. There's something to wash it down with some water. Mm. I'm still going to need a, I'm going to drill. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my tongue's itchy. <laughs> Maybe you should stop eating it. Take a sip of coffee. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Nothing swells up or anything with my allergy to coconut. It just makes me itchy. Okay, well, it's time to spin. But literally, I can take a Benadryl or half of one and I'll be fine. Now, if this had pineapple in it, oh, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm just putting that disclaimer out there for people that are allergic to, like, peanuts or um, coconut. Any type of stuff that might be in baked goods. You just, you might want to read the back of the ingredients to your edibles before you get them delivered to your house. Or mm -hmm. or check their website or something just to see what they're making it out of. Because I did not know these had coconut oil in it. And I've been eating these since the 10th. What is today? What's today? Um, I'm like, damn, you're just ignoring me No, I was thinking. Your phone's right there. <laughs> 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay, I've been eating these for like five days, which does explain why my stomach has been hurting and I've been itchy. Because I've been having an allergic reaction for five days. 
But that's okay, because we, we finishing them off today. Alright, wash them down with water. I wouldn't recommend doing this, by the way, if your allergy is worse than mine. You know, just a thought. Okay. Next. Let's spin the wheel. Man, that was a thick-ass crispy treat, though. Animal. Like, oh, I can't do another one. Woo! Come on, girl. Oh, that was a lot of food. <laughs> My stomach. Okay, first one in the trash. Spin the wheel is a deadly game. Just looking at it, I'm just like... <laughs> you know you're gonna be stupid-ass high. Oh my god, why is it so thick? You know I'm gonna take half? Why couldn't I have gotten this even, even Max's, Even Max's, I do, just doesn't look like a good idea. Because he knows I'm gonna be all... Oh. Ooh, damn, Max did not like that. <laughs> look at his face. Max is like... No, look. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm turning around. He does not like that <clears throat> Max is an animal. He's eating something. He's licking. <laughs> <laughs> He's so irritated. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways. Can you grind up this weed while I try to choke down this Rice Krispie Treat? Absolutely. First bite. Come on, let's get it. Moment of silence, everybody. Shh, shh, shh. These aren't as soft as the espresso. <laughs> it's the chocolate. The chocolate hardens hella fast. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, they're soft, but... The espresso ones, like, they, like, melt in your mouth. These, you gotta chew them, like, hell times. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I'm still chewing my bite. <sighs> okay. We're spinning it again. I told you to grind this up while I eat this. Oh, you oh. don't listen. I forgot. I heard what you said. And, and I agreed. Uh, and uh, then uh, I uh, 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 uh. What is this, huh? Some fucking platinum shit. Fucking platinum With shit. With hella seeds. Thanks, marijuana club. Marijuana buds. For all the seeds. I'm just kidding. Man, no, seriously, you could, like, start a farm. I could that was tons of seeds. I could start growing myself, but man, we would just get robbed. Exactly, <laughs> people would do some terrible shit. Like it's just not worth it. Cause someone would either smell it or they would see it once it got tall enough, and they would hop back here in an instant and take it and hop back over. Mm -hmm. 
and you can clearly see like what side of the fence doesn't have the nails in it so it's like you know <laughs> that's not gonna do anything you can't tell them all the booby traps <laughs> that's the only booby trap honestly unless you want to get shot <laughs> no um actually out here um you can't shoot anyone to defend yourself like you'll still go to jail too and all that shit might get charged for murder hmm. yeah the laws in california are like so different from like Texas or something or Florida like I think in certain states like you can't shoot someone if they come on your property after you told them not to because it's like technically trespassing or whatever like what coffee oh you could have grabbed the damn cup thank you oh you know, it's funny, kids do that shit, too. They'll, like, see something right in front of them, and they'll be like, I want that. And you're like, okay, grab it. Yeah. And they'll be looking at you like... That's good. I yeah. want you to hand it to me. Kids are funny as fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I can finish this, guys. Come sick. on, y'all. Cheer on. Wow, I feel nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Help me. Help me. Here, bruh. I can't. You're eating like that arctic monster from <laughs> uh freak show. <laughs> you know how like he would just suck the person up? Like that's what you did to the rice krispie pea, you would just like <laughs> like that was it. <laughs> I used to love that movie. <laughs> Ooh, we gotta come up with a Halloween special. That will be coming mm-hmm. up soon. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's spin the wheel again. I I said like we should do this like maybe four times, six times. And we're out of edibles now, so let's see. Will I get a bong hit? 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 Yes I will. See? Manifestation, y'all. Manifestation. Manifest what you want, you gonna get it. Yes, thank you, Jesus, for this bong hit and this beautiful weed. Yes! So. Oh shit, we got a motherfucking doobie! Let's put in here, too. Let's do this. I'm so glad we don't have, like, a visual camera, because, like, I feel like I have, like, Rice Krispie Treat in my teeth. <laughs> and I just smiled. I know, I do. And I just smiled, like, hella big. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing as fuck if I, like, had just smiled at the camera like this. And there's just... <laughs> like, no, girl. <coughs> 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 
Sorry, that was a pretty bong hit cough. You know, gotta clear out the airways. Nice. <coughs> Glad you guys can make it. <coughs> okay. Now that we're nice and stoned, let's move on to segment two, which is Mr. Ballin reactions, but instead of doing his, like, TikTok shorts, we're going to be reacting to his second YouTube, um, account, uh, which is called Mr. Ballin Shorts, so, like, they're, like, shorter stories of, like, the bigger stories that he puts out on his main YouTube, which is just Mr. Ballin, and again, if you don't know who that is, um, he is a retired Navy SEAL who now, um, you know, talks about uh, the strange, dark, and mysterious in story format. Um, and he is a very wonderful storyteller, and um, he's just kind of entertaining to watch. So if you're looking for something kind of spooky or um, interesting or just learning to find out something new that's totally wild, <laughs> uh, you could definitely find some of that on his channel. So, just wanted to put that out there to go check that out before we get started. So now we're going to pull up his YouTube uh, shorts channel. Uh-oh. I'm running out of battery. You're running out of battery? Where's your charger? In my pocket. Okay. Um, why don't we hook you up? Here, switch. Let's see. <clears throat> Did you go to his shorts? I was trying to search it by the title. I could find it, though, if you just pull yep, up the found it. Cave of Death. The Cave of Death. Oh. Okay, so, let's see. <clears throat> the title... Of this is called Teens Sneak Into the Cave of Death. So, <clears throat> this episode is on Mr. Ball and Short's YouTube page, and it is lost episode number five. In case you guys were wondering on watching it back yourself after this, or looking for other shorts. I don't know if this music is copywritten. It's probably not. On the 17th, 2005, 21-year-old Stephen Hundley was having dinner with his five friends when somebody mentioned the secret cave. Having grown up in Provo, Utah, Stephen and his five friends had all heard the legend of the cave that was up in the mountains near Brigham Young University, where supposedly in the back of this cave... There was this underwater tunnel that led to a back room where there was this air pocket inside of which, you know, dark rituals and human sacrifice took place. And it was an interesting story and everyone had heard of it, but no one thought there was any truth to it. But that night, one of Stephen's friends, 21-year-old Jennifer Galbraith, dropped a bombshell on the group. She said, not only is the secret cave real, but that she had actually been to it and knows what's inside. And so, of course, they're like, give me a break. You have not been to the secret cave. It doesn't even <laughs> exist. And she would say, no, I'm 
into something that I'm almost positive is the secret cave. And so the group's kind of smiling at her, and they're like, all right, we'll indulge you. Tell us where the secret cave is and what's inside. She said the cave she went into was on Y Mountain, so that's right next to Brigham Young University. It was just north of the Seven Peaks Golf Course. And she said the actual entrance to the cave is inside of this little stretch of boulders where if you weren't looking closely, you couldn't even tell there was a space in between the boulders that you could walk down into. You would really have to be looking in between the boulders to see this little opening where it descends about 10 or 15 feet to the cave floor. Once you climb down that, there's no water. It's just getting down to the entrance of the cave. Once you get down there and you're on the cave floor, in order to actually go into the cave, you need to hunch down because the ceiling of the cave is no higher than four feet. At times, it gets even lower. And so you crouch down, you got your flashlight, and you walk about 100 feet to the back of the cave, and you'll see there's this beautiful little pool of crystal clear water. And if you shine your light into this pool of water, you'll see on the bottom, about five feet down, there is this little tiny opening just big enough for a person to get through. And that is the secret underwater tunnel that is 15 feet long and it leads up to an air pocket on the other side. Jen told the group that clearly this is not a sanctioned cave that you're allowed to go exploring in. In fact, if authorities knew about it, they probably would just block it off. But she said whoever had found it first had tied a rope from a rock on one side of the 15 feet underwater tunnel through the tunnel to the air pocket and was tied to some wood on the other side. So that when you dove in head first into this little tiny tunnel, that you could basically pull the line and it would pull you through to the other side. Jen said she'd actually been to this cave just a couple of months earlier with another group of friends. And she said she was really scared about doing the underwater swim. But what she remembers about the experience, what really stood out to her, was how cold the water was. She said, you know, I got to the other side, no problem, but I was <coughs> so cold, I had to immediately turn around and go back out and warm up again. At this point, Stephen and the other friends are very intrigued by what Jen has just told them. She sounds like she's telling the truth, and it sounds like she definitely was in, you know, some cave. Whether or not it was the Let's secret cave or not, it really didn't matter. They were okay. How long are we in this? Three, Three minutes. Three minutes in. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I just wanted to say real quick. You're hanging out with your little group of friends at night. And one of your friends just happens to have actually went to this cave. It's the middle of the fucking night, though. Like, would you actually be like, yeah, let's all go to this fucking cave of death. Like, the secret cave. Like, no, bro. Why the fuck would you want to go to a place like that? I certainly wouldn't. I just had to put that out there. Like, it just, I don't know. Red flags are just pointing out already. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just really interested in this cave, which they were now referring to as the Cave of Death. And so they started saying to each other, hey, let's just go tonight. Let's go check out the Cave of Death tonight. <laughs> and so by about 2, 3 in the morning, the group was like, yeah, let's go. And Stephen, unfortunately, he had to work the next day, so he couldn't go, even though he really wanted to. And so as the group headed off for Y Mountain, Stephen headed home. So the group of five arrives at the golf course parking lot, which is apparently at the base of where this cave entrance is going to be on this mountain, according to Jen's description. They hop out, they're wearing flip-flops and shorts, it's mild weather, and Jen assured them the walk up to the boulders, the entrance of this cave, it's not very far. And so they start walking up the mountain, and I'm sure some of the people in the group were pretty skeptical that this place even exists, but they keep on walking, and at some point, Jen says, there, and she points at a cluster of boulders, just like in her description. And so they walk over, and they poke their heads over the boulder, and just like she described, 
there's this hole in the ground and they shine their lights down into it and it looks like there's that flat spot about 10 or 15 feet down and the group can't believe it. This place really does exist. All of a sudden the group is really energized, you know, they're nervous, they're excited and they're all kind of clamoring their way down this 10 or 15 foot section down to that start point and while they're making their way down, one of them, 26 year old Joseph Ferguson, he's like, you know what, I don't really want to do this anymore. You guys can swim through the tunnel of death and the cave of death. I'm gonna stay out here. You know, we're probably not allowed to be in here anyway, so you know, I'll, I'll be the lookout and I'll wait for you guys when you come out again. The other four chastised him briefly, but ultimately they didn't really care and they turned their flashlights on, they turned around and they crouched up. down and they began walking through that low ceiling area down towards the pool of water. Joseph turned around, climbed up, and he sat on one of the boulders, and he looked down towards that little entrance area. And for a little while, he could hear the group still talking as they made their way farther underground, and then eventually he couldn't hear them anymore. Joseph had no idea how long this whole process was supposed to take. You know, was it going to be five hours before he saw them again, or was it going to be 30 minutes? He didn't know. And so after an hour, he started to think, okay, this feels a little bit long. And so he climbed down off his boulder to that entrance area, he poked his head down and looked out across the area with the low ceiling to see if there's flashlights or hear anything. But he didn't so after a little while, he climbed back up on the boulder. Excuse me. Another hour, and Hold still on. hasn't heard them. Sorry about that. Um, we live by the firehouse. Um, so that was kind of random. Sorry about that. And he looked. Again, no light, no sound. And so at this point, he decides he has to call the police. Police and rescuers show up, and they were shocked that, one, this cave even existed, and two, that no one had boarded it up yet because it was such a huge hazard. But either way, they began sucking water out of the tunnel and pumping air back in because Joseph had told them the group was going to be swimming through this tunnel where there was apparently this air pocket on the backside. And so they figured, pump some air in there, keep them alive until we can get them out. The pumping lowered the water in the tunnel by about two feet, at which point rescuers could actually just go into the tunnel and they wouldn't need to hold their breath. And that's when they reached Jen's body about halfway through. She was angled in such a way that she must have been coming back from the air pocket and the other three were stacked up right behind her. Investigators believe the group was able to successfully swim through the tunnel the first time into the air pocket. And they were in there for a little while. That can hold up to eight people inside of there, plenty of air. And at some point they decide to go back. And so Jen was going to be the first one to swim back. She was the one that brought them in there. She'll be the one to bring them out. And the other three, it's presumed, were right on her tail. Maybe they didn't want to be the last ones inside of this creepy dark cave. And they were worried that if they didn't go out with the group, they might get lost somehow. And so they all basically jumped in right after Jen. They're all right on top of each other going through this tunnel. And so Jen made it about halfway before she got stuck on something and she drowned. Now, the other three swimmers were right on top of her. And so when the second swimmer came up to Jen's body, they couldn't have gotten through. They might have tried, but there was no way to get through. It's pitch black. You're now blocked in front of you. And the other two swimmers are right behind you, blocking your way out. So the second swimmer is pinned in the middle of the tunnel. They can't move. They can go in reverse, but only if the third and fourth swimmer in realize what's happening and they too go in reverse. And again, it's pitch black in a oh, tight little tunnel, terrible. and they don't know what's going on. So second swimmer gets pinned. Third swimmer's really in the same position, too. They're blocked by the second swimmer, and the fourth swimmer is blocking their retreat. And so the fourth swimmer is really the only one that had the ability to save anybody's life. They would have had to go in reverse and start that train of getting everybody to go out in reverse. But this is real life, and so what probably happened is Jen made it halfway through the tunnel before getting stuck and drowning, 
the other three, one by one, realized they were trapped inside of the tunnel. They couldn't go forward. They couldn't go back. They can't turn around. It's pitch black. Before long, they're thrashing and grabbing onto each other because they're panicking. And then they start inhaling water, and they drown. That is terrible. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, why would my phone die right when he says that? Why was your phone not charging? I have no idea. Maybe I didn't have it plugged in right. <laughs> okay, well, we know what happened to them, but we still haven't finished. <laughs> but now we have to wait for his phone to turn on. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> a very sad and tragic story. Um, lesson learned, don't go swimming or diving into places that you don't know too much about. Um, His stories always have crazy-ass endings. You know, just be careful when you're exploring, and I would avoid very tiny spaces as like, much as possible. I was just imagining being in their, in, in their shoes, like, underwater, and it's, like, dark as fuck, and everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Put your eyes up and you're like, it's dark. Oh, shit. There's really nowhere to go either. That's you can't go forward. Up. You can't go sideways. You can't like go backwards. You can't go up. And you can't go down. Like, you're just stuck in this, like, tunnel of water. There you want some water? That's terrible. <sighs> but. Oh, my joints. My back. <coughs> on that note we're gonna is it turning back on? Oh. it looks like it is okay alright yeah well on that note um, we'll take a quick little break while this uh, turns back on we'll finish the story and we'll jump into the last segment Oh. There was some discussion about maybe finding a way to make the cave safe so people could go in there and enjoy it responsibly. But they looked at it and they said there's just simply no way to make this cave safe. It's unbelievably dangerous no matter what safety precautions we put in place. And so they decided to pour cement inside of it and cover it with rocks. And their only regret is they didn't find it sooner to do that sooner because they could have prevented this tragedy. So that's going to do it, guys. If you right, found the that? secret in today's video. Okay, so, um, to kind of wrap that up, basically, um, there is kind of a happy ending, um, after the sad part, because they do, you know, patch it up, and now no one else will, you know, get hurt or, um, have to die because of curiosity, um, but yeah, you know, just be safe exploring, guys, and avoid small spaces, because, you know, we really just don't know how nature truly works i always say try not to defy nature you know because it's totally unpredictable you know yeah that's right um but yeah let's wrap up that story with a bong hit and then I guess we'll move on to our last segment. What did you think of that story? 
I thought it was scary. <laughs> thought it was scary. Why'd they do that? Maybe for our next episode, we'll react to um, some of his camping stories. Yeah. I'm not one to well, you know, cause be like, I want to do something dangerous for a thrill. Well, you know, because it's guess. summertime, I feel like it'd be a good time to talk about, like, camping. Because camping is in, because it's summer. <clears throat> well, anyways, let's take a bomb here, guys. Ooh. <laughs> Bigfoot when he stubs his toe. <laughs> that was the warlock. No, that was Bigfoot when he stubs his toe. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, if he, like, stubbed his toe on a boulder? That shit would hurt. Man, he's Bigfoot. He stops his toe and everything. Let's move on to segment three. So our third segment is going to be about um, crystals and chakras and things like that, meditation. Um, I've been getting more into that sort of thing lately. I've been trying to work on, well not even trying, I am working on um, becoming a... um, I've been working more on um, becoming a uh, calmer, more rationalized, um, empath- a happier, empathetic person. Um, I already am naturally empathetic, but um, I, um, you know, I've never really been a genuinely like happy person. I feel and. Um, on top of cannabis use, I feel, um, that, um, healing crystals and getting my chakras aligned and all of that stuff, including meditation, has helped a lot with my mental health. So I feel, um, that it's important to talk about that, um... So I do have a list of like things um that you might like as a beginner who wants to work on meditation and healing um and energies and crystals and um chakras and all of that stuff. Um so let me pull up the list real fast. So, as a beginner, um, you may like chakra candles if you're having a hard time getting access to crystals or uh, stones. Um, they do have chakra candles. I found my chakra candles at Dollar Tree, um, but it's not guaranteed that they're going to exactly be there. Um, but yeah, um, those might be easier to access, um... And the top best um, chakra candles to start with would probably be um, the third eye, the head, the um, throat, and 
the heart. Um, those are the ones um, that I had started with. And um, it was definitely beneficial. Um, let's see. Another one would be... Um, you know, you could start with um, popular um, crystals or um, stones as well. Like, um, you know, ones that are really popular, like quartz or rose quartz or amethyst or tiger's eye. Um, a lot of people have easier access to those and they are definitely more popular and easier to get a hold of. Um, I have come to discover that green and, um, adventuring, um, is, uh, definitely, um, more popular than red. Um, but a fun fact is that the red, um, adventuring, um, stone or healing crystal, um, actually helps with, um, colon cancer. Um, and yes, there is no sick cure for colon cancer, but, um, you know, it definitely helps, um, ease pain and help with digestion and everything that can be disrupted due to colon cancer. Um, so I also found that very interesting that that, um, healing crystal slash stone, um, specifically can help with, um, that specific cancer. Um, so let's see. Another thing that you might like as a beginner for, um, all this healing and, um, you know, energizing, um, positive, intuitive, um, you know, um, healing journey. Let's see what we got. I would also like to suggest, um, a quiet, um, peaceful room that gives you good energy. Um, another one that I would, well, not another one, um, but something I would also like to suggest for people that are just starting or beginners, um, would be to, um, let's see. Hmm. But I would also like to suggest always do your research when it comes to, um, meditation and crystals and chakras and all of that stuff. And, um, be open to new emotions and, um, be open to learning and, um, growing in this process. It's not necessarily to stay in one place. You want to grow with your energy. Um to help you heal. Um, this is more of a healing based, um, process, um, especially for people that, um, have mental health issues. This, um, could be a big beneficial thing. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for today's, um, talking with cannabis, um, fried Friday episode. 
Um, be sure to um, stay tuned for any other episodes that come out. And um, later on tonight, um, not to, well, I don't know. Eventually, we'll be going to the Spotify green room and we'll be going live and we'll be doing another stoned Mr. Pollen uh, reaction. So if you want to check that out, <clears throat> feel free to head over. Um, but that's pretty much it, and, uh, you know, stay lit and positive, and have a wonderful day, and, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.